I didn't go to school for this. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. go to DJ school. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't... Let's talk about it, because it's going to all come right. up. This will oh, all yeah. come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. From a young age, he knew he would be rich. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing, because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. I've never known anyone as focused as he is. It's amazing. He is humble enough to know everybody is ignorant on different subjects. There are no mistakes. There really aren't any because you have a supreme destiny. Most things that I'm involved with are extension of being creative. Plant your seed in the ground, water it, and believe. Do things that are true to you. Bo Getty, finally, we're sitting down together. My, My man. man, you know, and I, you know, we talked about doing this for a minute now, and I'm glad that it did take a lot longer for us to kind of get to this point because I feel like I now like kind of understand who you are more. Yeah. And that's why I really wanted you to be on Game Changers because I feel like people need to know the understanding of like you and your upbringing and, and kind of like what you've done in order to really understand what you're doing today. Absolutely. So that's why I wanted to kind of, you know, give this insight. And, and over the last, you know, like probably a couple of months that we've yeah, been interacting, yeah, yeah. you're just a good guy. Thank you, you know what I mean? Too. All I hear from people that I sit, like that I talk to, they're like, yo, Bolt's the man. Right. You know what I mean? I need something. He's on. He's there. Right, right, you know? Right, so yeah. so I appreciate you sitting down yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, let's just like, let, let, let's give a little overarching, you know, both is our Getty, you know, part of the Getty uh, family, That's one of the right. richest families in the world. That's right. Stories for days. For days. That go on there. You, you put it in, I've done my research. Right. But, you know, to you... What does your family uh, tree mean? Like, right. what is so it I'll to tell you? you I'll, I'll tell you real quick. Um, I was raised by my mother. Mm -hmm. My dad um, actually had a drug overdose when I was five, mm -hmm. and he spent the rest of his life in a wheelchair as a quadriplegic, essentially. Yeah. Although we had an incredible relationship, and my mother and him um, ended up being best friends, and, you know, I... I didn't grow up with a dad, so to speak. Yeah. And then I had this last name, like mm -hmm. this Getty thing, like that's got overshadowing be a lot. me in a way. And as a youngster, my way of combating it was to be wild. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of kids go through yeah, that exact like, kind of thing. But this was like even over. This was like beyond. Because you add a lot more. That's to right. It. Because I'm so I don't want to say desperate, but I'm motivated to. To prove to them I'm not what they think I am. Mm -hmm. um, that got me into a lot of trouble. Are you saying to prove to your parents or to prove to the world? My peers and the world. Mm -hmm. um, because normally when we think of rich kids mm -hmm. or kids from a wealthy family or whatever, it's normally not good things following that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the norm... Yeah is that the uh, the son or the daughter or the whatever, they blow through all the cash, mm -hmm. they have five marriages, yeah. they have blah, 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 blah. That's not our story as a family. Yeah. Um, so just fast forward, you know, the ups and the downs and the running from the name and the overcompensating to coming to a, a place of pride. Yeah. Really. And, and gratitude... And and pride, really, because mm -hmm. if you look back 
and you see what my family accomplished. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. E- even within this city alone, I mean. Uh, you see it on the daily. You drive. You drive the four or five. You see the Getty the Getty pe- Museum up there. Right. The Getty Villas down in in Malibu. That's right. And what people don't realize is, my great grandfather Jay Paul left the largest endowment still to this day mm. to any museum or institution. It so much that it allowed them to build the Getty Center. See, which it's is, crazy because you say those things and for the outsider they think, "Wow, that's so amazing." And it is amazing, but yeah, as 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 a person trying to part of that family live up to those things right. and those and the way that they talk about a great grandfather. Right. right. That's a burden. It can be. It's that whole that's that that figure of speech, the gift and the curse. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're lucky like me, you had a mom yeah. that raised you, right? Because you lived in San Francisco yeah, for man. a while, yeah. and you weren't living lavishly. Not at all. I mean, so this is. I think the only. I think the reason that I'm alive mm-hmm. and semi-normal, yeah, uh, and not in that weird bubble, is because. The first quarter of my life, um, essentially, didn't have squat. Didn't yeah. I? Didn't even know what that name really was. You know, when I did... lived with my my mother and my sister. Mm-hmm. We lived in a teepee at one point. I read uh, that, but yeah. I was like, "Did you really yeah, live in a yeah, teepee?" Yeah. So my mom was one of these. She's a. She's always on a quest. Mm-hmm. Of enlightenment. Yeah. And that took her down lots of roads. Yeah. And from Buddhism to to, to scream therapy to, to, to whirling therapy to Taiko Dojo. And as kids, we just like... Went along with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you uh, don't have the, the choice as a kid. Yeah. And so we really lived hand to mouth. And I know that's hard for people to, to grasp, but... Just because your grandfather has paper, mm-hmm. de- trust me, go yeah. go to England, see how many rich kids who have big names because their great grandfather, grandfather had money. Yeah. And they're just reality. because you have the name does not ne- necessarily mean you have the bank account. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And especially in the, the traditional way is, um, unfortunately, it's death. Mm hmm. You know, yeah, and then you don't the get next the kid in line. Mm-hmm. You know, which for me I think is very morbid, and it pushes one's mind to that obvious place where you don't want to go, but yeah, you know, your your opponent will take you there. I don't ever want my kids in the back of their mind to wonder when I'm going to kick the bucket, so that they can have some yeah, money. Because trust me, if if somebody tells you they hadn't had that thought, yeah. they're lying. Lying, yeah. And not you would never act on it, obviously, no. but but the knowledge as humans we have so many bizarre thoughts. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So it's only natural that there's going to become this subconscious thing where, in order to be rich, mm-hmm. death must occur. Yeah, that's bad. Is that so? Is that what happened in your case? Because obviously you're living that's in San Francisco. That's what happened. In, that's what happened in my case. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, I didn't really understand anything to do with, like, what it means to be a Getty, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. Yeah. Like, all families are the same, right? Yeah. 
We got the crazy uncle. We got oh, the this. for sure. So I mean, it's like, Thanksgivings yeah, and Christmas yeah. are all the, the same. Only, the only difference is a lot of my stuff was under the the the, the public's eye, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Um, shit, I forgot where I was going. Well, and then that's an interesting point that you say, like the public's eye, because today, more than anything, the public's eye is allowed to see even more. And you yeah. have you have four kids. Yeah. How do you manage that kind of public side for them? Yeah. Because you know what it is to grow up as, as yeah. a Getty and yeah. to go through those things. Yeah. Well, luckily, like all the mistakes I made mm-hmm. along the way, I've been able to turn into lessons and to pass them along. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm deadly honest. Yeah. And I think if more people could be that way, yeah. even at the expense of creating an awkward moment, mm-hmm. But if you can really be that way, yeah. not hurtful, um, we'd all save a lot of time and, and, a, and a lot of headaches. And so I never tried to hide who I was from my children. Mm-hmm. Of course, they don't need the, the, the gory details. Of course. But I never tried to live this like double life. where. Well, and the fact that these days you will find it out. You know right. what I mean? And, and this just... was even... Bro, do you know the iPhone's only been around for 10 years? Crazy. Think about that. Yeah, I know. You don't really remember anything else out any oh. different to the iPhone. 10. We're talking about a technology that is so new. Mm-hmm. Like, and we as humans are on that yeah. ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just starting to find out some of the implications of looking at screens for extended periods mm-hmm. of time and this and that and... But in terms of like, I just never hide things from my kids. Where does where does that come from though? Because I feel like I saw an interview with you and your your wife Rosetta, mm-hmm. and and she was saying that you're so honest with her when it comes to what yeah. cause she she's yeah, yeah. A, a designer yeah, and works yeah. in the art world yeah, as well. Yeah. Well, she's she's not to interrupt. No, no, for sure. She's an incredible designer and has a line called Rosetta Getty. Mm-hmm. And selling all over the world, yeah. and the business is growing and growing. And she's dressed everybody from Michelle Obama mm-hmm. to Kristen Stewart to uh, you know Michelle Williams, amazing. on and on and on and on. And she's built an amazing um, uh, business. Yeah. So anyway, I just I wanted yeah, to no, so, so give her I, that plug, you know, for sure. And and so that, that's kind of where it was going. Of like, where does that honesty come from like have you do you feel like that was like a young thing that people put in you or is that something that you've learned i've learned it okay i've learned it Mm -hmm. because look time on this planet is just going to give you more how old are you 31 right so i've been here longer yeah i know more than you yeah no it's a realization subject matters Mm -hmm. but i know more than you yeah just you know by the very uh uh by the reality that I've been here longer. For longer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've had to teach it to myself because my nature is like people pleaser mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know what I mean? I want it, you know, yeah. I want people to be light, have a good time. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of sense of humor. I don't want to. Um, it's funny. People you think are confrontational are often people pleasers. For sure. And people pleasing to a certain extent is good. Yeah. Because to act pleasantly and with compassion to 
friends and people you come in contact with is good. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing it and at the same time you're sort of compromising yeah. things. So I think in that interview she sort of joked or said like if she puts on a, an outfit and she asks me what, what I you think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be a dick. Yeah. But in this culture, guys are trained to say, you look You look beautiful like, in anything. Yeah. Right. And then they, no, but no. that's not true. No, you for don't, sure. If you put a garbage bag over your head. And that's why that's she and other people around you will respect your opinion. I because think so. they know that you're actually giving your thoughts. But it's hard to actually be the guy that says, I don't like that one. Yeah. Like, no, for sure. Oh, it's way harder to be yeah. the guy that says, uh, mm, I probably wouldn't wear that tonight. It's not good for this or whatever exactly. than to say oh I love it exactly. that's the easy way out so but that wasn't um, that was something learned mm -hmm. over years how, how do you deal with and, and this kind of comes to the concept of what we were talking about before um, the fact that people will judge you on your name yeah and I'm sure you get it every day still to this yeah, day, absolutely. you know, and yeah. and the misconstrued realities of who you are. How do you deal with that? Well, you know, for one thing, I've I I don't it, I don't care mm -hmm. to the extent that you know, I believe in what I do and what I bring to the table and it, when you get to know me, you realize I can't sit around and be angry that people are having this preconceived notion about who or what I am. Yeah. You know, all I can do is just keep doing my thing mm -hmm. and and learn as a brand, as a company, um, as a creative guy. Um, how do I tell my story? Yeah. And then how do I. How do I expand my reach? For sure. That's dope because I feel like, you know, your story starts so early. You, you're been, you're an actor yeah. started 13. off, you know what I mean? Like Lord of the Flies was a movie that like they showed us in school. Yeah. You know what I every, mean? Like you yeah. learned from that yeah. about. Different... I still get letters every, email letters every day about mm -hmm. younger kids who are reading the book and yeah. watching the movie now. How was that? Like, talk about that, being involved with that production yeah. and that film as a kid, you know? It's it's one of those, honestly, those crazy stories you don't believe. Yeah. Right place at the right time. Because um, you weren't acting before no, that. No. I, I thought I was going to be a ninja, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right at that age. Yeah. <laughs> Just into, like, fucking the claw, climbing claws mm -hmm. and fucking... Robes yeah. and ninja everything stars the regular kids wanted right. to. And I was in school. Um, it's fun. It's I left San Francisco where I was living like a monk, and I came and I spent a summer with my dad. Okay, he yeah. was living out in Tarzana, right up here in the valley. But, yeah, yeah. And it was that thing you saw in the movies. It was this California ranch. Yeah, with a tennis court mm -hmm. and a all one story. Yeah, like, classic California. 50s or 60s and I'm like I've never seen no shit I never had a maid or a nanny yeah you're living in a two bedroom shit. apartment I'm with you and your sister one, and your mom I'm living in a one room mm -hmm. dwelling yeah and but but it's not like we went without and yeah. it's not like but you know I it's a different lifestyle totally different yeah. life but I'm like at this point I'm 13 I'm mm -hmm. already like into girls and this that and the other and I call my mom and I'm like mom I'm staying. <laughs> I am not coming back to I San Francisco. I am not going to sleep on the futon no. with Anna anymore. Yeah. 
Dad's got. I have my own bedroom with a TV. In it. Yeah, like, at thirteen, come on, yeah. you, you need your space as right. a boy. And I had never been with my father in that way, mm-hmm. and so of course my mom wasn't going to stop that. Yeah, no, no, for so sure. So I came out here. He put me in prep school. Yeah. After having grown up in the Waldorf system, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about that. I know a little bit yeah. about it. Yeah. It's based on a German doctor mm-hmm. who created a curriculum in the '30s and. Now there's hundreds of schools yeah. that, that sort of follow it. He puts me in this prep school, and long story long, the casting agent happened to come into that school, looked at me and a few other kids, mm-hmm. gave us a number, yeah. and after six months of callbacks and this and that, and I got the lead in, in Lord of the Flies. Crazy. And next thing I know, I'm supposed to head down to Jamaica. And because I was in school... I had to make a deal where I was going to be like two weeks late. Like they wanted to bring all the kids down and yeah. really like mm-hmm. kind of rehearsals and all that For shit. Sure, yeah. A week before I'm supposed to leave, I fall out of a tree and I break both of my no. wrists. Look at this. Yeah, I still see the scar Bone right there. snaps out. <gasps> Two pins. So you're supposed to be heading to Jamaica to film this to movie. Star, to star. To lead, leading role. Star yeah. in a movie that took a year to cast. The rest of the cast is already on location. Yeah. And they're waiting for me because I had to finish out some school. Some school. And... I was into repelling. Yeah, yeah. Too busy Every being a ninja. Had a fo- yeah. Mm-hmm. Repelling, this, that, and the other. Fell. Bro, branch. Break, mm-hmm. and I come down in midair. I spin and I land like this, bro. Yeah, and the bone <laughs> came out. Out. Oh! And I'm laying there and I'm yelling and I'm yelling and my the house my dad's housekeeper comes up, and I'm like my my arms my arms fucking broken. <laughs> She's like no 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 it's okay. I'm like, like it's look. fucking broken. <laughs> then the ER shows up. Blah yeah. blah blah. I go into surgery. They don't even know if they're going to be able to save the hand. The, uh, yeah, yeah. My mom calls Harry, the director, and is like, Balt's in surgery. He broke both of his arms. Um, we'll see what happens when he comes out. Well, yeah, but uh, even if and when I came out, yeah. I mean, it was done. Yeah. So So when do you make it to location? I'm going to tell you, bro. I'm going to tell you. So they wait almost two weeks for me. Then... They end up filming the movie sequentially. So for you listeners who may be watchers, listeners, mm-hmm. however, yeah. you know, you may not understand, but films don't, they're not normally filmed day one. In order the whole way so through, So you yeah. might do the end and the beginning and the middle and the end mm-hmm. and has to do with locations and maximizing locations. Because of the broken arm, we end up filming it sequentially. Yeah. Meaning day one was day one. Mm-hmm. So halfway through our time, yeah. and the, these healed. Yeah. And this one, they wrapped a T-shirt around mm-hmm. to make it look like I heard it in the plane wreck. Now I got to go back and b- watch the movie this again. This one has a splint. And so before the take, yeah. they would take the splint off. Yeah. And then I would do the scene. And, and there's actually awesome. a well-known uh, image from the movie where my character walks onto the island. Mm-hmm. 
off of the raft for the first time in his military um, school uniform, mm-hmm. and I have my hand sort of... Up like that. Yeah, it's almost a sort of Napoleon yeah, 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 yeah. image. And that's because yeah. of how your arm was. That's right. <laughs> See, the insider info that we needed here. The fact that they waited for me. Yeah, that's crazy. And that they changed... The shooting schedule. So... Well, you know what? It did become an iconic movie that is it timeless. Did. And the thing is, the director, he had spent a year, mm-hmm. and in his mind, he found the guy. Yeah. Like, I can't make this movie if Ball's not If Ball's not, not there. Ralph. Yeah. So you continue on, you you know, you you act, you know, over the years. Yeah, then I did Young Guns 2. Young Guns 2. About a year later, which mm-hmm. ended up being big. I mean, yeah. you know. Another, another huge movie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, what was it about acting that that kept you interested over those, you know, all those years? Because you were in I mean, TV or movies. Yeah, I mean, I've like when kids, when other kids were playing Super Mario Brothers or whatever, me and my sister were putting together plays yeah. to perform mm-hmm. um, for my mom. Yeah, because the way I grew up, we didn't watch TV. Yeah, we weren't. That's like we weren't allowed to. It just wasn't. Something we did. Mm-hmm. We didn't buy plastic toys. Yeah. Like Barbies or everything was done. And I know this sounds sort of extreme and, and maybe silly, but everything was done with wood yeah. and material. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to grow up. I think I, I grew up very much like right. that. We were working with my granddad in the garden. We were in the right. workshop right. building trays, right. building whatever it but was. But if you're in the city or whatever and you don't have a granddad with yeah. a, 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 a shed out the or back, whatever, or, like, yeah, nah. The only way to sort of get that experience mm-hmm. is through Waldorf. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of myself as a Waldorf kid. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit dogmatic mm-hmm. and. and you know, I didn't have the balls to put my kids in it. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing, though. But you, you've gone to a place where you can see what you did learn from yeah. it and what was great. But you moved on and you you, you lived a, com- a different life. Yeah. But there's always benefits from, from all of these things that we Absolutely. go through. Absolutely. And, and in Waldorf, you know, you learn how to crochet. Yeah. You learn how to... One year, you had a block of wood. Mm-hmm. And without power tools, you had to create a perfect egg. And that was, I think, at least half, maybe two semesters. Damn. And the way what were you, you like do sanding that it down you, you and know, chiseling you, it you off? Cut, you know, you cut it down to, you know, a square about mm. this big. Yeah. And then you just start, you file it and you yeah. make it in the middle where mm. the top is connected. Yeah. And the bottom by, you know, thinner and thinner wood. Yeah. And you pop, and I made it, bro. Yeah. A perfect sphere. Hard, yeah, or egg shape. Not even a sphere. An egg shape, yeah. Yeah, more of an oval kind of a thing. And it's tremendous satisfaction. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that. Well, no, when for we, you to for you hands, to remember that today yeah. and to talk about it with yeah. that kind of passion, yeah. you got something out of that. Totally. Not just because of its... But think about it on, on a philosophical level. Mm-hmm. Think about it on a, you know, on a human level, mm-hmm. on a... The, the way you think about, I mean, that's a lot of work, yeah. focus, concentration mm-hmm. for something that one could argue, what's the point? Yeah. I can go to the hobby store and get, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
you know, it, it, it pushed me to do all It's a work ethic things. thing as well, yeah. you know? And, and I read that a lot about you, I, and I hear a lot of people say that you have such an amazing work ethic, you know? And, and in a position that you are, you wouldn't have to if you didn't want. You not know what I mean? Necessarily, not at this point. Not at this point. Right. You you wouldn't have to put you know hours in the studio yeah. or yeah. into clothing. Yeah. You could sit back and just chill and enjoy I the rest of invest, your life. I could invest my money at this point. I think there's a few reasons why I would never do that. Mm -hmm. One, I'm not. It's not in my DNA to rest on my laurels. Mm -hmm. um, it's also not in my DNA. To not be a creative. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like asking me to stop eating or breathing. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a big part of it is the foundation of being raised without privilege. Mm -hmm. um, so that I have much better perspective. Yeah. Um, like what I tell my kids all the time is this, don't be rich fucking brats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do not be... There's nothing worse than an entitled rich kid mm -hmm. who is opinionated yeah. and he ain't ever done shit. Because you, cause you don't choose to be born into whatever you're born into, but you do choose the path and the, the personality and how you act yeah. with whatever that is, yeah. you know? And, and that, that's something that I commend you on, you know? Thank because you. just hanging out, you wouldn't know. Right. Which is amazing because yeah. I sit with a lot of people with way less. Right. But they act as if they have right. way more. Right. And I'm right. like, yo, yeah. we all people here. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think, unfortunately, it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. um, there's a concept called bread of shame. I read that. Yeah. And I've seen you spoke. You've I spoken about, about that a, a bit. a lot mm -hmm. because, like, a, a, a Trustafarian kid or whatever mm -hmm. that's getting X amount per month. Yeah. Like, and he's not doing anything to earn that. Mm -hmm. That is not a gift. Mm -hmm. That is shame mm -hmm. in the form of dollars. Mm -hmm. And all I'm doing is creating shame for you. Yeah. If you're my boy, right? Yeah. You're like, yo, ball, I need three or four days on the couch while I. Yeah. Great. When that three or four days turns into three or four weeks, mm -hmm. how do you start feeling? Yeah, you start feeling like bad. bad for yourself. Right? And, and bad that someone else right. is doing the work the for you and thing. helping you out. So yeah. that's, that's that in a microcosm. That's so a really good way to explain that, that. you know, times a few thousand. And for years and years and years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's so many fucked up rich people kids mm -hmm. when i kind of got that and like doing the research and this is why it was also great for me to like have a bit of time to really you know yeah. dig into your story film came out last year about your family yeah, you know yeah. and you know i i know films and i know some things are true yeah. some things are false Two things came out at the same time was there was the documentary weird. that came well, out there as... was the um so ridley scott directed the film and then there was a series on FX called That's Trust. That's the one. Yes. That mm -hmm. Danny As well. Boyle mm -hmm. from Slumdog Millionaire yeah. and blah, 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 blah. He directed. Mm -hmm. So just out of nowhere, seemingly, yeah. these two high-profile movies about not just my family, mm -hmm. my dad. Yeah. No, 100% okay. about yeah. your people dad. About that. If people don't know, you know, your dad was uh, kidnapped yeah. at 16 yeah. living in Europe. Yeah. Um, so how, how does that feel as you, you know, like there's these massive pr 
like yeah. programs being made, movies and and TV series about you, your yeah. family. Yeah, I mean, again, as as a human being, I've tried to learn how to not be reactive mm -hmm. because if I if if I get all bent out of shape out of over that, yeah. right? Who does that affect? Mm -hmm. Me, just you. That's it. Yeah, not the producers of that movie. Nobody. Yeah. So. Why am I, that doesn't mean, you you know, you can't have strong convictions and this, that, and the other, but I'm not going to be reactive mm -hmm. and be out of my, like, serenity because of somebody else. Yeah. So that's the, that's the opposite of power. Mm -hmm. Like, when we react, yeah. honk, yell, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's when you're out of control. Do you believe that everyone's story... Like no matter who they are, that the public or or someone has the right to tell that story. Um, well, so I sat down with a attorney, a specialist mm -hmm. in this exact field. Yeah, <clears throat> infringements, slander. Mm -hmm. The truth is, in America, if it's public knowledge. Um, meaning printed in a magazine, a newspaper, whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. um, the public can yeah. do what they want with it. Mm -hmm. um, so there's actually very... So along with all of our freedoms, mm -hmm. there's a price. Nothing's sure. free. Yeah. So You're giving up something in order right. to have something. That's right, mm -hmm. which is fine. And i rather have that set up. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing you can, you can really do, mm -hmm. and if you want a little funny, uh, a little bit of catty gossip, mm -hmm. <laughs> the guy that directed the flick, I'll let your uh, listeners figure that one figure out. that out, <clears throat> was a mentor of mine, and a dear friend, mm -hmm. and he never reached out to even mention really. Like, and I bumped into him last night. Wow. Having not seen him for like five years. How does that go? Well, in my mind, I had played it out. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to, again, I'm not the guy, I'm not going to flex on you, yeah. but I'm going to be straight. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, like, you did this. This it is how I feel. This way. Mm -hmm. I'm not losing sleep over it. Yeah. But nobody, you have so many yes men around you. Mm hmm. I'm the few. I'm the rare guy who could say, who could be straight. Yeah. With like, people in positions of power. Yeah. Because I don't need them. Mm -hmm. And which puts you in a, a very, very unique, unique yeah. situation. But it wasn't the right. There was people around. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know what yeah, I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like I took the high road. Yeah. No. Congratulations on that. You yeah. know, and I feel like it's honestly like I'm learning so much more even sitting down with you now. Because those kind of things are are the misconceptions that people wouldn't expect you to take. You know what I mean? They would not. They would expect you to blow up right. in a situation right. like that right. and flex on him like, right. "How dare you!" Right. But you seem like you're really in a good place personally. I am, and I, but I've always been this way because I learned very early on about reactivity mm -hmm. and that. If who's suffering in the end? Yeah, the guy you flexed on or you? Mm -hmm. Depending on who you flexed on, he's having drinks now. He forgot. He moved on. 
you're you know you're and people uh, hold on to that for a long time yeah it's like that's and you we know people like this right Mm mm-hmm they're reactive. They're always every night somebody's getting yelled at or whatever. Like yeah. all of that, it it grows and it it's a ball of of negativity that starts to swirl. Yeah, in you. So a lot of people think I'm naive mm. because I I, I get that too though. People will say that about yeah, me because I, I feel like I see that. a similarity yeah, see in the that. fact that. We look at things on a positive level, right. and you try to hope that people are the best person that right, they can right. be. But and a people, lot of those will, people think we're like, naive yeah. on that. Nah, I get that, yeah. bro. And people have said that to me before. And I'm like, you know what? I would rather someone prove me wrong exactly. than me put someone in a box and say that they're like that, and then shut them out. Right. You know, and that's just the person that totally. I am. And you know, sometimes it's gonna hit but it's us in like, the back. Do you care when they think you're naive? No, not not at all. Exactly. No. So I'm like, word. Same thing. I'm naive. No, it's. I love that you talked about the good energy because let's get to the music. You know, you know, that's what we connected on first. You got, you know, I think it's two or three singles out now. You got retail therapy. Yeah. You got Porsche out. Yeah. You got money coming out this week. Also, we have the the riff raff remix. The riff raff remix, which which is fire. Which they just added to his official playlist. On Spotify. Congrats. Which was a nice, nice little look. So where did music start for you, you know? I mean, music started young. Um, I got my first DJ set up when I was 14. Mm-hmm. And I and I sort of grew up like adjacent. I was like the young kid when the Beastie Boys Crazy, were yeah. Uh, another fun fact. I'm one of the guys yelling jump on House of Pain, jump around. How do you jump, end up on you, you right. end up on you're on, you're on you're you're an, a child yeah. actor yeah. by by coincidence yeah. and yeah. then you're on a Beastie Boys record. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm the kid, yeah, I'm one of the four guys yelling jump. Yeah. And literally. Mm-hmm. So it was I'll never forget it. It was me, Eric. Eric slept on my couch before House of Pain got their deal. Yeah. And the first beat I ever sold was to Leo to Lethal. Um, and I think Sundubius jumped on it or whatever. Um, but I was like the young kid, but at the same time I had an apartment Yeah. and like he was sleeping on my couch. Exactly. Yeah. Right before the deal closed. And then lethal, I soaked up a lot being around him, mm-hmm. um, watching him produce. Yeah. And a guy named Mike Messix got me my first my first uh setup my techniques the 1200s um in the coffin I used i remember it was 900 bucks yeah um isn't it crazy that you remember those like little things yeah. that people do that they don't under they sometimes don't know the importance yeah. of what they've yeah. done yeah and i sit down with a lot of people that sit in that chair and they'll bring up something that someone did 15, 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah. And I'd be like, does that person know yeah. how important that moment yeah, was? And they're always yeah. like, you know what? I don't think they know. Yeah, I don't think he does either, but I should reach out. Um, yeah, so then I grew up sort of like adjacent, like all my homies were like, you know, rappers, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. I kind of grew up in that, in that when Hollywood was like, kind of popping a little high, bit. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. like, and a lot of people mm-hmm. sort of in the mix and, bro, I had a rap. Who that? Suji <laughs> Kindu. I don't know, 
Yo, excuse me, sir. Sujit, you want to come in and say what up in here or what? We're filming. Sujit Kindo, a.k.a. the man that runs L.A., that runs music, Hollywood, the Indian. I'm going to come see you. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna have to edit that out, Sujit. Um, what were we saying? Um, run around Hollywood. Oh, yeah, but I can't remember what. Where that. you were going with it? Yeah. Well, no, I was the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember where I was going. Um, and I actually had my first development deal mm-hmm. with a rap group that I was producing. Yeah. Shane Mooney was one of the rappers. I don't know if you know Shane. I don't know. He's Paul Mooney's son. If okay. You know who Paul I know Paul. Mo- I know who Paul, Paul Mooney is. Yeah. Comedians. Mm-hmm. Shane's one of the biggest promoters um, in LA. He has like uh, Le Jardin. Yep. And mm-hmm. Like more urban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Market kind of urban. Mm-hmm. Malik Levy, like. We had a rap group called Starship of Fools. I seen this. I yeah I, yeah, yeah yeah. I seen yeah. this. And Mercury Gale, I'll never forget, bro. There's Matt Robinson. Shout out, Matty. Mm-hmm. Um, he was managing us. Mercury gives us like some development money or whatever. So we go out and we book like the five thousand dollar a day studio. We only had like forty k all in. You're like, Matt we get eight up. days in here. Three of the rappers are passed out, like on top of the pool table, like the place is trash. Yeah, I'm sitting behind the board. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And like, I'll never forget Matt come. Like, he had worked hard to get this, and to get a look is hard. You know, for sure. And then like, as like youngsters do. You get a little bit of money, <laughs> like mm-hmm. so. That was my first taste of like producing a record in the studio with, um, with an artist and some backing behind you yeah. and a label, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but at that time, I was for a long time. I was still um, reliant upon an engineer mm-hmm. to do the actual recording for sure. Meaning, I had my keyboard my mpc my whatever mm-hmm. but at that time this was still tape yeah this was this was a it was a different, it's a different day it was a different day definitely today it's so easy for us yeah. to record yeah. to to I master mean, to do everything you know yeah. what i mean like you can be a one-man show totally i am yeah and so finally um it's kind of a it's kind of a sweet story for my birthday a while back joaquin phoenix who, if people don't know, is Joaquin nice. Phoenix. He's is. nice on that. He's really? nice on the NPC, bro. I would never have thought that. Beats, chopping, rhyming. He's a total like uh, uh, rap. He's like Crazy. Me. that's why we were like super, super. Bonded. So he's he got you like Pro Tools. Well, him and my wife okay. went halves on mm-hmm. a like proper rig. Yeah, the HD two like yeah. And, you know, the story that's semi-well-documented is I, I locked myself in the pool house mm-hmm. for three weeks. Yeah. And I came out self-taught, this and that, with an album. Crazy. Called Solar Drive. Yeah. Which was where I was living at the mm-hmm. time. And initially, I just gave it to, like, my friends group. Mm-hmm. And then they would, like, burn it and give it. And people were coming up and they were like, bro, this album is stupid. You need a... And that's when I formed Purple House. Yeah. Initially, just as a way to kind of get 
which is now out. which is now like a label slash creative yeah, yeah. Age space because yeah. you, have, you have your space that you just yeah, opened up yeah, as well that's right which is called the house that's right um and and, and how does that play into the yeah. whole thing so purple house music was the label initially mm-hmm. um three four years ago maximum we I mean, were still a very young company which people don't realize i mean this iteration is maybe a year and a half old Mm -hmm. um because i'm always beating myself up like i should be further along and then i take a step back and i look and i'm like we've we've had some pretty good looks yeah um in a short span of time consistent and putting out good material Mm -hmm. versus this silver bullet yeah mindset Mm -hmm. like one one, and, one yeah, thing's exactly. gonna you know um consistency is is huge and consistency is something that you know comes up time and time again yeah when we're in the, when i'm in these conversations because if you're not going to continue to do it people will fall off very quickly very especially quickly. in this day and age and that's those are things i had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i'm a content machine yeah I, oh i can't keep up right. you be sending me things right. you got the right. clothing label yeah. you yeah. got the music so you got the video break it down for you mm-hmm. so you get exactly and 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 so mm-hmm. our friends can so at one point i decided i had too many names yeah and it was confusing people that um, happens a lot and what we're really trying to tell is my story mm-hmm. seeing things through bolt so we we sort of got rid of the Thuzar yeah. and Balt Getty sort of became the brand and then my DJ, whatever, just mm-hmm. an easier name, to, to uh, easier yeah, yeah. way, sorry, to say my name. Purple House Music mm-hmm. is the record label. Yeah. Purple House Mafia yeah. is the clothing. Which you're absolutely uh, yeah. decked out in yeah, today. Yeah, so this is, yeah, see... So these are the Chrome Hearts. So one of the projects I did, well, I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it won't be long. Yeah. Um, so Purple House Mafia is like, it's like our Kiss Army or mm. whatever. Yeah. And and then Monk Punk, Balgetti mm-hmm. Monk Punk. Monk Punk's my high-end clothing line. Like Which you had told so, me is like going to be in some yeah. Cool spots yeah. Yeah. coming up soon. Yes, yes. So that um, that took me t- two years mm-hmm. of, and again, like if you take a step back and you look, it's not long for yeah. somebody who's never produced clothing to. Um, I'm really proud of that collection. Yeah. Like, and the name Monk Punk itself, which is something that came to me in yeah. a vision. Wow. One night. I was just thinking, and I was like, monk, punk. And I was like, like monk meaning spiritual, mm-hmm. and punk meaning like cheeky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's A little like, rebellion in so there. So it's like soulful, mm-hmm. but cheeky. Yeah. So, no, it's dope, and that's it's it's dope for people to hear, you know, like, even that, even, even you say, like, you know, two years isn't a long time, but, like, these things that, that, that people see for the first time on social media or wherever it is, they think that you you, you thought about that a week before and said, let's print something on a shirt. You know, it's like, nah, this does, it doesn't happen like that. Like it doesn't happen like that. Especially not with the Monk Punk line Mm -hmm. because it's one thing to just get a blank and put your logo on it. Mm -hmm. Now there's apps where you can do that. For sure. 
Um, Monk Punk is it's all produced in L.A. Nice. Um, a portion um, of everything mm-hmm. goes to my foundation. Yeah. And it's my fabric, my bodies, my yeah, my designs, and it reflects that in the price. It's mm-hmm. very expensive. Yeah. So Purple House Mafia is a way you can still like be involved, be involved in the in the movement and in the culture, it, but. You know, there's always going to be different levels. It's dope though that you're doing the thing where you're, you know, putting some of the 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 money to the foundations. You, yeah, you do that though. Like you have a part of you part of foundation, the Lunchbox yeah, Foundation, yeah, which yeah. is in South Africa, yeah. uh, and, and and JPHRO, which mm-hmm. is Sean Penn's. Also, Give Love, which is myself, Patricia Arquette, and my wife. We were, you know, boots on the ground in Haiti. We, my lookbook for Monk Punk. I went down to uh, down to the hood mm-hmm. and donated to a youth football league. Nice. And then got all the homies to. I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram um, some of the homies wearing my monk punk shit. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We shot. Yeah, the look I did book. see it. I did see it. Bro. But that's dope because that's what these are the things that I love for people to share and for people to see because. You don't get to see and hear those stories. You right. hear a lot of not negatives, but you know, people put people in boxes and this yeah. is what they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's great to see that you do these things and you understand. That's why I'm launching my own show. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing this day in the life. Yeah. Um, which I like to call a reality show for guys like me with ADD. <laughs> so it's like it's like a three I like minute that. Yeah. It's a three minute reality show. I like that. Specifically designed for the mobile experience. Mm-hmm. So most content is if it's digital, they're expecting at least you're watching it on your laptop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. Um Day in the Life is two to four minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's reality show for people with ADD. Yeah. And that's the way we're pushing it. For sure. Um, maybe, you know, maybe there's a charitable component that helps children that are dealing with more extreme um, conditions. But, you know, most of my moves, I have a guy, my partner, Adam Roberts, film. Mm-hmm. So instead of like waiting for Crackle to give me a deal or whatever, it's like go out and create. Let's do it. Yeah, and that's for, for young people watching this. And you know, I, I get a lot of people that reach out to me say like, "Yo, that was inspiring to hear someone do that." That's a huge thing that I push. Don't go and you you don't need someone to come and fund you. You know, to to give you you know like the place to film it in or help you. It's like Absolutely. go out and create, and that's what's gonna get people to look and really take that's how most shows are picked up these days absolutely they're already done they're filmed exactly. they're cut that's then someone I mean. goes oh i love this i'm gonna put it on my platform season two they do right you know again this is this idea of oh waiting for the silver bullet mm-hmm. like i i'm waiting for hbo to yeah instead of like wait you already filmed it you're kind of halfway there mm-hmm. why not and then i love this idea of the re, you know the three minute reality show yeah no I love that because these this day and age honestly yeah. people are moving so quickly and it's like and yeah like if you watch it on your phone that's that's the new way of watching right. stuff my and girlfriend always I, be telling me she's watching a series on her phone I'm like right watch on your phone yeah like, all right I know so, I mean some people watch full half an hour yeah so the idea with the show is like 
hopefully some of the things that that you dig about what we're doing will be able to yeah give you show. an insight an insight into the behind the scenes yeah. and kind of like exactly what this is you know like it gives you a really un- a better understanding yeah. about who you are the story you're trying to tell which is what they're going to connect with your product which right. is your clothing which is right. your music as well right which is why like for money which is come you know coming out friday mm-hmm. the if you hear the song you think of the video you're Initially, you're going to picture a, like David LaChapelle, mm-hmm. like Girls in Vinyl and Pitbull yeah. and this and that. And it's the opposite of that. You know, Crazy. It's, uh, it's more like just on the road with Balt Getty. Dope. And that's and sometimes I need to be reminded of it. Like that's what's uniquely mine. Mm-hmm. That's what's uniquely yours is. Your yeah, eight years in LA, two years yeah, coming from Australia, blah 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 blah. You know yeah, that's uniquely your story, mm-hmm. and that's what you need to push yeah in your own way to yeah. to get wherever you're going yeah. But that's all we have is our our individual approach to things. That's a cra- that's that, that that's an amazing way to really wrap wrap that up and also to like for people to listen and and to like really take an inward look and see what they have and what it is that they're trying to tell because I feel a lot of people get lost in the sauce out here yeah. and they don't really even know what they're trying to right. tell or right. trying to say right. or trying to be. But look, sometimes I fall it's not just I fall into that too. Mm-hmm. Like we all do. Many we times all I do. need to take a step back and go, okay, what do I want? Mm-hmm. And this is what I tell young artists or guys that I mentor or guys that want advice or whatever, is I say, first of all, what do you want? Mm-hmm. If you had a magic wand right now and you could do that, what, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And more than not, they don't actually know. No. Exactly. Yeah. They they want to be successful. Mm-hmm. They want this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know with certainty what you want, nobody around you is, and your friends with influence can't even help you because you don't even know what you want. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? Yeah. No. It's uh, no. And that's and people come up to me and they'll be like, "Oh, can I get can I get a job?" Or right. I'm like, "What do you want to do?" Right. And they'll say, oh, "I'll do anything." Right. It's like. Yeah, but what do you want to do? You know what I mean? I can't help you. I can't put you in touch with the right person. I can't, whatever it is, unless you can tell me what it is that you want to do. And then the people around you can start to facilitate. That's what I say. I say to guys, youngsters, whatever. I'm like, you need to create weapons, Mm -hmm. you know? So if I give Dust, you know, a bow with some arrows mm-hmm. and each one of those arrows is a banger. Yeah. You can at least Yeah. At least real. With your but if I don't give you anything and I'm just like, yo, blah blah blah. Yo, yeah, we need to make we need nothing to put... you can even do. Yeah. No, for real. For real. <laughs> and I had this conversation with one of my best friends who's a rapper. I'm not going to mention his name, but I'm like, bro, even if I was the biggest fan, mm-hmm. You have not created an infrastructure where I can give you money. Yeah. I'm like, y- there's no store. Mm-hmm. There's there's not even a t-shirt with your name on it. Yeah. So it, even if I was the biggest fan in the mm-hmm. world, I literally cannot can't support give you, money. you. Yeah. yeah. Because wow, you that's a crazy. You have allowed a, me to. Yeah, that's a really good. I said, go make ten shirts. 
put your logo on them and swipe up. Yeah. Then I, I can help. Yeah. But you have not, you've literally not given you the opportunity to support them. Yeah. And I want to. That's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Massive. At the end of these, I always sit down and I always ask people to really, you know, kind of think and, and say, you know, what's the one misconception that you believe people have of you that you really have always wanted people to know the tr like something about you? Yeah, but I don't, I'm not driven by that. That's great. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look, of course, do I want people around me to understand me better? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm a human being. Yeah. You know, we, we want to be loved. We want to be accepted. Of course. I want people to know how much I bring to the table. But <laughs> I don't let that drive me. Mm -hmm. You know, what drives me is my curiosity, my ambition, um, the, the rewards one gets as an artist upon the completion of a project. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, do I want more exposure, more success, more peer recognition, this and that, of course. And anybody says they they don't are lying or not aware of it. Mm -hmm. But that's different than like, damn, I wish motherfuckers just knew yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because A, it's driven me to a place where I realize we have to now tell these stories. Mm-hmm. And that's what the three-minute reality show is about. Yeah. That's what um, the video is about. That's what the brand is more and more about. Like, let's let them know exactly who I am. Mm -hmm. Which I, th that's what I think you're doing a great job at. Right. I think you're doing a great job at that, and right. you're going to continue to do that. Thanks, man. The music is great, you know, and and uh, and anything you need on our behalf or my yeah. behalf, you know, we always got I know. you. I, I I love you guys. I I appreciate the. The interest that you've shown, mm -hmm. I really appreciate, you know, the the belief in my movement and the support, man. Anytime. You know. Anytime. You got it, bro. I love it. Bogetti. So, yeah, is there anything that we didn't touch on? Well, anything that you didn't touch on? Well, no. Just like, I don't know when this is airing, but we got the Retail Therapy Remix with mm -hmm. Riff Raff, which is on Spotify. All the links. I'll be putting Crazy. all the links below yeah, in here. all the links. Of course, Money. Yes. Which might already Will be, be out. out. That'll yeah. be out, yes. Definitely go cop that. iTunes, stream. I got my Money Clip whatever. right here. I got the Money Clip you right here. Clip. Uh, Friday, we're dropping uh, three new hoodies. Um... And a lot of things activating. So by the time you guys hear this, just go to Ball Getty. Follow me. Purple House Mafia. Let's go. From a young age, he knew he would be rich. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. I've never known anyone as focused as he is. It's amazing. He is humble enough to know everybody is ignorant on different subjects. There are no mistakes. There really aren't any because you have a supreme destiny. Most things that I'm involved with are extension of being creative. Plant your seed in the ground, water it, and believe. Do things that are true to you.